terrible dream I had once. Like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so I would have given this contractor authority in my life, but only in the area that is building, right? Like building decisions. He's not going to get to say like, hey, I don't think you should get on an airplane with a massive hole in your ear. P.S., my ear is okay and it's healing, so I just feel like I should end that story like well, of saying like, I'm okay. And I don't just hear, ah, anymore. Like I hear other things like voices and music sometimes. So everything's going to be okay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so we give, we give, we know that we give authority to people, right? And we give selective authority to people in our lives. But I want to ask you a question. What authority does Jesus have in your life? Does he have selective authority? Does he have full authority? And does he, ha does he have no authority? Like, that could be an answer to that as well. And uh, the Bible describes Jesus' authority. Um, they use a word to describe it in the Bible. It's called lordship, right? And it, sometimes it makes me think of, like, medieval lords. But that's really not the right picture because medieval lords, we always get this picture, and they're like, oh, peasants, like, go plow your fields and stuff. And they don't really care about the people who are under them, right? not the picture we get with Jesus. I just know that word is commonly, I think, associated with a bad, like a bad term. The Bible says that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So we know that that word is really important, right? So tonight, I want to talk about a couple different reasons, three reasons, why the Lordship of Jesus is important. And uh, I think it's going to be really, really fun. So, you ready? Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm ready. Turn to your other neighbor and say, don't ever go on a blob. <laughs> they are from hell. <laughs> now I've got you all scared. Next time you, you step up on a blob, you're like, Olivia told me no. Like, this is a terrible idea. <laughs> Just, just do it better than I did, okay, people? Okay, I'm gonna start with this: that uh, that Jesus's lordship is deserved, right? It's fun because I know that when Dr. Jen pulled up and she was like, "Hi, I'm Dr. Jen," I'll be like, "Yo, she's a doctor." Do you know what that you know what that makes me think of? That makes me think that Dr. Jen went to pre-med school. Dr. Jen went to med school. Dr. Jen probably did a residency somewhere at like a hospital, and she knows what she's talking about when she sticks that little thing in my ear and she's like. You're broken. And I'm like, I trust you because you're a doctor. <laughs> um, and so I think that titles are really important, right? And so what I want to do tonight is I want to look into the word of God and see what the Bible says about Jesus and some of the titles that he gives them so we can know what authority he has in our life. Is that okay? We tracking? Awesome. Hey, I want to read to you tonight. It's like story time. If you have your Bibles, we're going to be in Isaiah chapter 9. We're going to start in verse 2, and then just track with me for a second, because we're going to skip after verse 2, we're going to skip on down to verse 6. But uh, I wanted to tell you a little bit about Isaiah. So Isaiah wrote his book before Jesus was ever born. And you may say, okay, well, how does he know anything about Jesus? Well, Isaiah was what they called a prophet in the old times, right? And what that meant was that the Lord would speak to him, and it would be either, like, encouragement for Isaiah or for Isaiah's people— or it would be some construction of like, hey, this, this isn't pleasing to God. Let's change that, right? And so what the Lord did is the Lord gave Isaiah a clear and perfect picture of who Jesus was going to be. And a clear and perfect picture 
of what Jesus was going to be called and the authority he was going to be given. And so let's read this together. So Isaiah chapter 9, starting in verse 2. It says, The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. My papers. It says, On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. And we're going to skip on down to verse 6. It says, For to us a child is born, and to us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. And he will reign on, the, on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. There's a lot. It says a lot there about Jesus, doesn't it? Gives him a lot of different names, doesn't it? And so when we look at the titles that he's given, I think we get a clearer picture of where he has authority in our life, right? So let's take a look again. As soon as I find it in my notes. Just kidding. Okay, so we think, what, what authority has he been given? As our wonderful counselor, Jesus has the authority to counsel. And you're like, oh, great dedu- deductive, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> okay. But I believe that counseling is which is the authority to know and tell what is right and wrong, what will harm us, and what will bring us life. As our almighty God, he has the authority to fight for us, to be strong on our behalf. As our everlasting father, he has the authority to look after us as his children with all the love and discipline of a perfect father. As our prince of peace, he has the authority to cut things out of our lives that steal our peace. Humans by nature, we were created to worship something. We were created for lordship, and so many times we choose unworthy things to place it in. But Jesus' lordship is deserved. So turn to your neighbor and say, Jesus' lordship is deserved. Turn to your other neighbor and say, his lordship can be trusted. And that brings us to the second thing. His lordship can be trusted. I can stand in front of you and say with full confidence that Jesus is a God who can be trusted. But if you were to ask me five years ago, three years ago, ten years ago, I would not be able to answer in the same way. I would say, well, I know that the Lord is worthy, right? I know his lordship is deserved because of what he did on the cross for us, right? He came, he lived as a man, he died on the cross for our sins, and now we can have new life. But I couldn't tell you that I trusted his goodness. I couldn't tell you that I trusted his character because I just really feel like I didn't know him in the same way. And I think so many times we think that, okay, if I really, like if I'm really in and I really give Jesus everything, he's going to make me a robot. Has anyone else thought that? Or is that just me? Am I crazy? No, okay, it's just me. That's fine. But we think that, like, if I give him everything, he's going he's gonna to take away all of our, like, our desires. He's going to take away our hopes. He's going to take away our dreams. And we're just going to have to follow him. And it's just going to be hard, but it's fine because he deserves it. And I just want to say that the Lord created us. And he created us with specific hopes and specific dreams. And he didn't do that just to rip them out from under us. Does that make sense? But what I do know is that sometimes we can often confuse our hopes and dreams with what the world would want to place on us. And so many times we think that, um, that when the Lord is asking us to pull something out of our lives, we say, but, but this is good, but you gave this to me. And he says, no, that's not who I created you to be. That's what you've adopted, there, uh, adopted as your identity. 
And sometimes we can confuse the things, and I was doing that for years. Um, I'm the youngest of seven, by the way. Any, like, big families in here? Wicked big families? Yeah, man. I'm the youngest of seven with five older brothers. Do you know what it was like? Do you know how many times I've been sneezed on? <laughs> man. I need counseling for that, too, I think. One time, my brother literally shot me in the face with a Roman candle. Like, I'm just saying, like, it was hard, okay? And I made it, and it's fine. <laughs> Let's talk after. I don't know. Um, but, uh, yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm the youngest of seven, and I also feel like just personality-wise, I was, like, always seeking attention. Do you know what I mean? Where you're just like, any attention is good, uh, any attention is good attention, right? Like, even bad. You're just like, Whoa! That's why I was running in the field while my brother was shooting Roman candles. I was like, attention! <laughs> and he burnt my hair and my coat, and they were like, don't tell mom. It's <laughs> like, okay, fine. But I feel like with this personality, I've just, you know, become accustomed to, uh, to seeking acceptance from people, right? And it seems, it feels and seems really, really normal to me to become whoever I'm around so that they'll accept me. Um, but it's funny because even just the other day, I was praying, and actually some of my friends were over and we were praying, and I felt like the Lord really placed this on my heart, and he said, obedience is better than applause. And it broke me because I realized that sometimes my obedience to him is compromised because I'm looking and seeking out for what other people say about me. Does anyone else identify? The Lord did not call me to be a, a pleaser of people, but he called me to please him. And even what felt like so natural and it felt so normal, he's pulling out because he's saying, hey, I made you for more. And you can trust when I put my finger on something that I'm going to bring freedom in that area. So I would ask, are we dying to the right things? The Lord is not asking us to die to who he's made us to be, but he is asking us to die who's stealing to things that are stealing that from us. We serve a trustworthy God, right? Isn't he trustworthy? We see all through Jesus' life that he displayed his trustworthiness to the world. He cared for the sick and he healed them. He washed his disciples' feet in an act of servitude, and he filled he fed thousands of people because he cared really deeply about them. In Matthew, it says, The Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Isn't that beautiful? His lordship can be trusted. And that brings me to the last thing, and I just want to say, his, uh, his lordship brings freedom. His lordship is deserved, his lordship can be trusted, and his lordship brings freedom. I have become convinced of this thing, and that's that Jesus has not asked for only part of us to know only part of his goodness. He's not asked us to give half of ourselves because all of us needs him. Does that make sense? He knows how badly we need him. And we cannot serve two masters, right? We cannot serve ourselves and Jesus, and it has to be one or the other. It has to be Jesus. In this way, his lordship brings freedom. When we surrender even the darkest parts of us to Jesus, he is faithful to bring freedom. So I just want to ask, like, what does the Lord want to bring freedom to in your life through his lordship? And as I was praying about this, a couple just like really specific things came to mind. And I feel like there are some people in here who the Lord wants to bring freedom, uh, bring freedom to you from addiction. That they're like drugs and alcohol have played like a really big part in your life. And tonight he wants you to give that to him 
and trust his lordship to bring freedom to that. I feel like as I was praying about this, there's someone here and you're like, Olivia, like, you don't understand. I feel rage constantly. Like the anger cannot be contained and it's been there forever and I don't know why. I just really believe that the Lord wants to say that he's going to bring freedom to that tonight. And I believe that if you're struggling with an identity issue, the Lord wants to bring, uh, to teach you who he sees you as, as his child of God. I also believe that there's someone in here who you would say, Olivia, it's been, it's been literally years since I've been able to sleep well. That it's like a movie screen that is playing in my mind of my failures and mistakes or things that have happened to me. And I just really, really believe that the Lord wants to bring freedom to that tonight. And the worship team, you can go ahead and come on up. If you'd say, Olivia, that there, there is a place in my heart that feels dark, I really believe that tonight the Lord wants to bring healing and he wants to bring light to that area. And I want to reread again part of the scripture that we were talking about. It says, on those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. And his name is Jesus. And he wants to bring light to those areas of darkness in your life. Because light brings freedom, and freedom brings peace. As the Prince of Peace, he has authority in that area. He has the authority to say, nope, that doesn't get to stay. Because you're worth so much to me, and I'm not going to let it stay. Because I'm the Prince of Peace, and I carry your peace. So I'm going to ask this, if you guys would bow your heads and close your eyes. If you'd say, Olivia, I, I don't know Jesus as Lord or my Savior. But I want to tonight because I've never met him. And I want to start a relationship with him. Would you raise your hand? Thank you. If that's for you, I'm just going to ask that you would repeat this. You would pray this prayer in your heart with me tonight. You say, Jesus, I recognize my need for you. Would you be my Lord and my Savior? Would you come live in my heart and forgive me of my sins? I want to spend eternity with you. Amen. If you say, Olivia, I need, I need to know that the Lord is trustworthy. Like, I've been struggling with understanding that, that I can trust him. And that when I jump in, that he's going to catch me. And that he has my best interest in mind. If you would say, Olivia, I'm deciding tonight that I'm going to trust the Lord. I'm going to trust his lordship in my life. Would you raise your hand?
say, I need some freedom in my life. Like, I need his lordship to take over. And I need to give some areas of my life to him. I believe that some people in here, you would say, like, it's not just one area, Olivia. It's, like, all of it. <laughs> like, it's the whole thing, and it feels dark, and I need his light. He has that for you tonight. But if you would say, there's this thing that I've been struggling with for as long as I can remember, and I've not been able to get on top of it. He has freedom for, for that for you tonight. So if you'd say, Olivia, I need freedom in an area of my life, and I'm going to give it to the Lord tonight, would you raise your hand? Yeah, my hand's up with you guys. I'm going to pray for those things, and then we're going to worship. Jesus, I thank you that you are a trustworthy God, that we do not have to question whether or not you are going to be there in the morning. We do not have to question what your goodness. And so, Lord, I pray, Lord, that those people who are who are stepping out and they're surrendering and saying, Jesus, I want to trust you. I choose to trust you. Lord, I pray that every step of the way, that they would recognize your hand in their life. I pray that a deep trust would be built that would literally shake their destiny. And that for the rest of their life, that they would lean on you, Jesus. And I believe you are going to do incredible things that they could not have even imagined because they've placed their trust in you. And Lord, I pray for those who need freedom tonight. I'm going to ask that, that Steve and Aaron and Quentin and the staff, would you go to the back? Because I really believe the Lord wants to do something really special here. you'd say, Olivia, there's an area of my life that needs freedom. I'm going to ask that after I pray for you, would you go to the back and would you, would you be prayed for? I really believe that the Lord brings freedom sometimes out of our, like, stepping out of our comfort zones and just saying it out loud. He wants us to respond tonight. So Jesus, I just ask for those who need freedom, Lord, we pray that you would bring radical freedom in areas that people have never felt free in. I pray that you would bring radical peace in areas that people have never felt peace in, Jesus. Lord, I pray that as people speak it out, it would be like literal chains falling off their, their wrists and their ankles, God. That addictions have to be broken in your name, Jesus. That peace has to come when your light hits the darkness. Jesus, we give you everything. We declare that you are Lord, and we love you. Amen. If you raise your hand at any of those, please come back. We would love to pray for you tonight. We're going to worship here for a little bit, and I'll be right back.